sometimes. Yeah. Good <laughs> about 10 seconds to 15. All right, guys. All right, hey, everybody. Welcome to Upload Past Crossroads. It's your boy, Sean Christopher Jenkins, a.k.a. Dr. J. And this right here to my left, I guess, on the video is uh, just Justin Lee Howell, a.k.a. Einstein. So he's back with us again. Uh, also, you're probably watching from his YouTube channel, Chaplain Logs. So you make sure to subscribe to Chaplain Logs, Logs and subscribe to Upload Past Crossroads. Like all our videos, comment. And uh, yeah, we're going to get to our Bible study today. So we're doing a Bible study on Psalms. We've been, we're doing, there's a series on my YouTube channel and a playlist titled Psalms 148. So you'll see all my sermons, Bible studies, animations, just stuff I've done on Psalms 148. And so today we're doing three verses. We're going to cover three verses, uh, verses four through six. And we've been, uh, you're going to see a a lot more stuff that we're going to be doing on Psalms 148. So uh, yeah, so Justin, you want to give an introduction to uh, Psalms 148 so people get an understanding of what is what is it all about and stuff like that. That would be helpful. Yeah, of course. Like in your last in the last video of 148, it was all about glorifying God. Like, uh, what's like the creation, all of creation, all of the heavens, all of the earth is just praising God. He's glorifying God. It's they reveal a certain nature about him. So each and every one of these verses are just like identifying a different level of praise. And it starts out like in, in a spiritual sense as well. Like the heavens are declaring his glory. Today, we're going to like go a little more earthbound. So we're actually going to look at um, the things of the earth that God commands that gives him glory as well. Mm-hmm. And just for... So for verse four, I know we were like, we were just going, we were going big on verse three. Like we were talking about the sun and the moon and all the shining stars that are praising him. And just how even like a celestial objects in the sky are something that shows God's glory. Like who put them there? Like, why are they there? They're put there by an awesome creator. Like it's not by happenstance. And I know now we're taking a look at verse four and I'll go ahead and read that now. Praise him, you highest heavens, and you waters above the skies. Like the waters above the skies, it has a deeper meaning than you think. Like, obviously, it just refers to, like, clouds. Like, whenever the Bible is referring to the heavens, it's talking about, like, what are the, what are the objects? What are the items in the sky? What are the things that are above us mortal beings? And for this one, it's just referring to clouds, which you may not think much about. But we have to remember that uh, water was like such a big thing back in this context. Like Jesus gave parables about water so much because for them, water was a life source. So for here, something, something that provides that water, something that provides that life is, some, is even something that glorifies God. Like we, so many times we, um, we appreciate the gift, but not the gifter. For here like the farmers who received the rain for the people who needed uh, water for their wells from the rain, from the water, from the life source that came down. Like we have to remember like where that comes from. That comes from God. Like none of these things would happen without God. Whenever a, whenever a civilization goes through a drought, they definitely feel the effects of a loss of rain or a loss of water. So for this one, it's, I just love the transition for this because at first we're talking about the heavens. We're talking about the sun. We're talking about the moon. We're talking about big things, big spiritual things that might be hard to um, identify with. But now we are, we're receiving something from the heavens above. Um, when, when Psalms talks about the heavens and the earth declare his glory, like we have to recognize the heavens is talking about the outer atmosphere. It's talking about space. It's talking about, Everything that's above, like, honestly, it was out of their reach back then. So for this, we see the rain glorifying God. We see the water glorifying God. Another person was associating this with uh, manna. When Moses was stuck in the desert and he needed to provide, like God provided, he sent down manna for them every, like, every day to eat. And that's the same thing we need to recognize for this, is that we have to recognize that um, suddenly... 
um, something from the heavens is reaching down to us mere mortals. Something from up in the sky is coming down to earth to us. And like that, that's just life. That's the glory of God. Like that process is, that process is just something we take for granted until it's gone. But when we do receive it, it just revitalizes us. And we have to remember like, who is the gifter here? Like, who do we praise this for? We praise God for this. And I, like I said, I just like this transition because suddenly it's something that's out of our reach coming down to us as a gift. Right. Yeah, that's great, man. So I'm going to come back to verse four, but let's go ahead and read the verses, verse four through six of Psalms 148. Now I'll come back to what you said. So Psalms 148, verse four through six is what we're focusing in on on today's video because I have what to say for verse five through six. And I already know it's probably going to go over an hour. So, yeah, and Justin has plans, so we, we don't have time to be partying like that on these 14 Bible verses. But anyways, Psalms 148, verse 4 through 6 reads, Praise him, ye heavens of heavens, and ye waters that are above the heavens. Let them praise the name of the Lord, for he commanded, and they were created. He hath also established them forever and ever, and he made a decree which shall not pass. All right, so that's crazy with verse four because I mean I didn't do any studying on that one just because there's so much other verses on here. Like verse three, verse five through six. I'm excited for five and six though because one through four was one through four were like all the things under God's creation that gave Him glory. Right. Going to five and six, like we're starting to look at His commands, we're starting to look at His decrees and covenants. So we're starting to read pretty intangible spiritual stuff that brings glory to God. So I'm excited about what you have to say for five and six though. Yeah. And I just want to give a little setting like you gave, like I'm glad you pointed out like Psalms 148 is broken up in three parts. So Justin was saying the verses three through six, really verse, well, yeah, verses three through six. So you can include one through two with that too. There, it's a call for heaven to praise God Verses seven through 10. Is a call for earth and the earth's elements to praise God. And then verses 11 through 14 is a call for people and human beings to praise God, right? So with verse four, it's starting to come down. So at first we were in, in the heavens of heavens. That is powerful in verse four, like heavens of heavens. So that means that basically confirms like the Bible verses saying like there's different levels to heaven. So you got the third heaven, the second heaven. I don't know how many heavens there are. But there's different levels, right? So heavens of heavens, right? And then ye waters that are above the heavens. So that talks about the firmament. I still don't know what the firmament is. I just know there's water above the earth somewhere. And that's crazy because I guess that's where all the water comes from. But uh, yeah, like um, just with that part. So I wish I would have done the scientific study of it. I mean, live to like 100 years old and we can go through this passage a few more times to focus on that but yeah i just want to focus uh point that out but let's go ahead and go to verse five man the good so yeah so verse five reads let them praise the name of the lord for he commanded and they were created man let them praise the name of the lord for he he commanded and they were created man so what should be praised by creation so what should creation praise let them praise the name of the Lord. That's what it says. Like literally, the name of the Lord. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is so crazy. What is the name of the Lord? Like God's name. Like, see, in the day's time period, names aren't as significant. Like people don't people just name people stuff sometimes. Like they don't really back in this time period, in, in ancient time period, like names were significant. So people didn't just have names. Like, no, like ma- names have meaning. So and like, the, like yeah, the, go ahead. God is yeah the name of God as well like once the name of God was written down they couldn't throw it away they couldn't scratch it out they couldn't erase it they had to right. like keep that piece of paper like forever or reuse it so right. there yeah so for them they didn't besmirch the name of God back then they took it a lot more seriously you said besmirch what word did you use besmirch besmirch man I never heard that one before yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> it basically means they couldn't like uh, defile it yeah. So they, yeah, they they were very intentional. I, I kind of wish we had that intentionality nowadays, but like mm-hmm. we, we're like irreverent <laughs> heathens, pretty much. But yeah, like uh, for them, like 
And that's why I was like so strong for Jesus to say what he said, like, I am who I am. Like, uh, like he, like the, the Hebrew way he said that was basically saying like, he is God and no other. Right. Like the, you can't just call yourself God, but for that, for Jesus, like that's how powerful it was because his, that intentionality behind it, the weight of his words just showed like he is no lesser than God. Right. Yeah. And that's what names stand for. Right. So, but especially God's names, like he has many names, right? Not just one, which I'm going to come back to in a minute, but like his name talks about his character and his attributes and all that he is. Right. And it speaks of his reputation, his name. Right. So let them praise the name of the Lord, man. So like, yeah, like I was saying, uh, in, when it comes to the Bible, anytime a name is mentioned, it carries truth behind it, right? And then uh, it also carries some weight as well. So it's not something that they just decide on, like a name. It's, yeah, it's not something that just comes out of your mouth either. So, you know, God's name carries truth about himself and his name, right? So, yeah, man. And like that goes back. To, there's so many scripture verses that says the name of the Lord, right? But if you look back, and just see what are you praising you'll see a lot of bible verses that says like verse 5 says let them praise the name of the lord like proverbs 18 10 says something it says the name of the lord is a strong tower the righteous run into it and is safe so like the name of the lord is a strong tower it's a refuge just like we talked about with the rock badgers in that series uh and with that bible study man like the rock badgers depended on the rock the rock was their solid foundation their whole being the name of the lord is a strong tower like it protects you from all your enemies and stuff so what are the names of the lord like he he has many names right and he has many names because he can do so many things for us he is god he's everything like there's nothing he cannot do which we'll talk about with just these two verses alone with verse five and six but like you know some of his names is el shaddai which means god almighty so almighty all powerful all all everything nobody can take out this guy like there's no other gods he's the only one right so yahweh the lord god the holy god of israel so the god of his people israel like his chosen people yahweh jehovah uh rapha which is the lord that healeth so he can heal you from anything elohim father god god of cre- god the creator right abba father so he's our father jehovah Jiro, the lord will provide jehovah nisi the lord is my banner like there's so many man the- <laughs> jehovah Ra. The Lord is my shepherd, man. And I'll just give you one more, like Jehovah Shema, which I, th- I don't know if I said that one right, but that the Lord is there, right? So he's always there. He'll never leave you or forsake you, which we'll come back to again in these verses as well. But like, yeah, and I even mentioned Jesus. Like Jesus is the bread of life, man. He's our comforter. The Holy Spirit's our comforter. The door, Jesus again, like Prince of Peace, friend, like, Come on, man. Alpha and Omega. Like, Emmanuel, God is with us. Like, there's so many names. I keep on going, man. We can, like, literally do a oh, whole wow. study on that, right? But, like, just with that alone, like, things have to bow down at the name of Jesus. So, like, this whole chapter is talking about all creation has to bow down to the name of God, right? That Verse 5 really said it. Let them praise the name of the Lord. Let them praise the name of the Lord, man. You ha- we have to pray. Everything has to bow down. To the name of the Lord, whether you want to or whether you don't, you know, you know, whether you do or whether you don't, like it doesn't matter. Like things have to bow down and things have to uh, go low when it comes to the name of Jesus, because you know we should all be magnifying His name. It's not just a name. His name ain't like any of our names either, right? <laughs> his name's bigger than all situations, bigger than all your problems that you could ever have, right? So whatever your situation. Whatever your situation is, he has a name for it, for it, right? He can do something about it. Like there's somebody that he there's somebody that he brought through, like their troubles and their trials, you know, through that name, you know, with his with that name or whatever name it was, like in the Bible, right? So I know, like when, in the book of Exodus, like when the Israelites were going through certain things, God kept on revealing a different name of who he was. Like I can't remember. Yeah, I don't know if you remember. I remember when they were in the desert and in the wilderness, and they first got there. And they were all thirsty, and then Moses hit the rock, and the rock started, uh, you know, bringing out water for everybody. And then the Lord revealed one of His names. I don't remember what His name was at that time, but it probably was the Lord will provide. I think, I think that's actually what it was, probably, but, which was Jehovah Jireh. Mm-hmm. But uh, anyways, yeah, like in it's a lot of situations like that in the Bible that God revealed a uh, revealed Himself in a different way 
to his creation, to his children, right? And so a lot of times we don't get to experience all those names, but we have, right? So it's about, you know, taking heed and listening and paying attention during those moments, man. So like, yeah, man, we haven't even talked about like the Bible verses that talk about his name either. Like Acts 4.12, like salvation is found in no one else. For there's no other name. So there's no other name under heaven given to mankind by which we must be saved. Like all these names can save us. All these names have all our hope and, and all our aspirations, everything we need in it, right? So God is our everything, man. Then like Philippians 2, verse 9 through 11, therefore God exalted himself to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow, every tongue will confess in heaven and on earth. <laughs> and under the earth oh my gosh i just realized that part on the earth in the heaven under the earth like this is really this whole chapter psalms 148 it's covering all of creation man i'm not even gonna finish read well i'm done i'm done reading that bible verse i'll just go one point i was gonna say like if i was to give the introduction justin that's why i was scared to do it i don't know if it would have been sufficient enough but one thing i was gonna say is all of creation must praise the lord like that's the whole point of psalms 148 it's it's, it's a call for all creation to praise the Lord. Because all creation is called to praise the Lord. I think I'll probably talk about that with verse six. But yeah, man, like if you, if, if we would have read the whole chapter, but we didn't read it right now. But when y'all go through this series uh, and you read the whole chapter of uh, first uh, Psalms 148, you'll see that um, it's hard to see that if anything in creation is missing in this text. Mm. Like it, it literally covers everything. Was anything left out? Like, no, it said under the earth, on the earth, in heaven, in glory, in the heavens of heavens, in the highest of the heights. Like, it's covering everywhere. Like, all of creation is mentioned in this text. Like, so all of creation must praise the Lord, man. So that's like, it's, it's all it's, praise God. Yeah, go ahead. It's easy to see, like, why creation needs to glorify God, because mm-hmm. all he had to do was command it, and it was there. Right. Like, he commanded for light to be there, and it was there. He commanded for the waters to separate from the earth and it did right. so like he's the I, I like that you brought alpha and omega as uh one of his names because he really is that he's the beginning and the end he was there at the beginning he's the one who made the creation so like of course these verses are going to cover everything and anything it's not going to leave anything out because he's the prime creator for everything under on and in the earth right right yeah, man. Well, you know, I'm not going to be surprised if we only get the verse five today, but we'll see, man. Because, no, like, yeah. <laughs> so, like, one question I had, too, was, again, I asked it earlier, I think, I think, but I asked, you know, why praise the Lord, right? Why praise, why do we praise God? And this verse, verse five says it. So we just covered, let them praise the name of the Lord. You know, why? This is why I'm saying, this is the answer it's given us. Let them praise the name of the Lord. For he commanded and they were created. So it gave us two reasons why we should praise God. You know, and it was a small word. It said four. Like it was revealing to us the first two reasons why we should praise God. First of all, there's so so many other reasons to praise God. But if you literally just focus on these two reasons, it literally catapults you to every other reason possible of praising God. So uh, the first reason we should praise God is because he commanded, right? So that which is to offer praise has been created by the one who is to receive the praise, right? So because he created us, we're called to praise him. So I'm going to talk about that a lot. I know I'm really belabor that point because I got a lot of points with that. And then my second point was, you know, uh, the next part. Well, he commanded. I missed that one. So I was I literally just focused on they created. He, Yeah, they were created, right? And because for he commanded, right? So that focuses on verse 6. The next verse we're going to talk about. And he he commanded, which means that at his command, everything was established, right? He established everything to last forever and ever. He issued a decree that will never pass away. So yeah. we're going to talk about that as well, man. Like, that's just powerful, right? So God commanded creation. And as great as it as it is, it came from out of nothing, right? Yeah. It shows his authority. Yeah. Like, <laughs> do something like that. Right. So with his words, you know, you know, let there be light, you know, let there be something, you know, because God said it, something appeared, right? Something was there. And so, yeah, here goes one of my points. God merely 
spoke the word and the universe came into being. And then my second point was a simple phrase God said, used numerous times in Genesis 1, indicates that uh, him speaking was complete, perfect, and effective, right? So, and that's another scripture verse. Like, there's so many scripture verses talking about that. But Psalms 33, 9 says, for he spoke and it came to be, and he commanded and it stood firm, right? So, uh, yeah, man. So one of the biggest things I'm going to be focusing in on is, is just this. You know, from the voice of God, all all he has to do is speak and things happen, right? Mm-hmm. So out of his mouth, out of his breath, out of, at his word, things just come into being and things begin to exist, right? So all God has to do is speak and things are created, right? That is powerful, man. Like, yeah. That, you know, yeah. Did you have anything else you want to say before I talk about my points? Like, uh, Let's see. Can we go into verse six or are we just looking at five? Oh, yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I got a lot more. I'll just, yeah, I'll just stay in five. I don't want to get into six too much. Yeah, but well, they, like that's that definitely shows like a gosh there's just a lot to say about his authority in this Mm -hmm. one he has authority because he has the power like no nothing else has the power to create something from nothing and two like he's the creator as well like because he created these things like he gets the glory for those like why why do you think parents are proud of their kids when they do something right because they because like that's their kin that's something they created like, of course, God is going to share in any praise or any glory that thing receives as long as we we remember the creator. But I think those two things are really important. And I'll, I'll hold off on talking about establishing, like what does establish mean in verse six? But right now, just the fact that he commands it with a word, it it just shows like how powerful words are. And like, that's all God had to do. Like, that was how simple it is. That's how powerful he is. All he has to do is command something and um he has the authority over it kind of like with jesus when the disciples were freaking out um on the boat because they thought they were going to go capsize in the storm like jesus calmed the storm down because like he carried that commandment he carried that authority like whatever he says goes and like that's just a small amount of power of what god has and that's why we need to praise him right I mean, that's what that's literally what I was about to say. Like Mark 4 39. That's oh. that verse when Jesus calmed the storm. Because like mm-hmm. I, I'm gonna just talk about some points that just talks about God's voice. Like I first point I wanted everybody to know was like God still speaks today. Like the same power that created all things, that brought things into being. Like just think about this him commanding the sun to shine, him command commanding the earth to just come into being like him commanding the waters and then breathing breath to make man like from out of nothing right like and then how complicated are men our men like our eyes just our eye sockets alone the way our eyes work it's complicated our ears same thing like everything so complicated i've been working out so i've been seeing my uh tissues and veins popping out through my uh forearm right here like crazy so i'm like dang man like it's ridiculous just how like you got a flesh, you got bones, you got white bones. Yeah, <laughs> you got so much stuff there, man. It's just so complicated, right? So, like, God still speaks today. So, if he can do that through creation, what do you think he could do with your situation, right? So, that goes back to, like, him calming a storm as well, man. Like, I'm actually going to, I'm actually going to, like, go into verse 6 because of why he said that. that. What does it mean to establish something? Like, to establish something just means, like, um you put you gave that thing a purpose you put it where it's at you've uh you've he placed it where it's supposed to be like Mm -hmm. when you're talking about how like he commanded and he created things but then think about like how much how like everything that goes into like moving my fingers like my muscles need to be attached to cartilage and bones my nervous system needs to be receive the signals from my brain uh, my skin needs to be on top of it to be protected. Like all of these are established. All of these have their proper place because not only did God command it, he placed everything where it needs to be. Like he placed you where you need to be as well. Like wherever you are in life, like um, it could be a valley, it could be a mountain, but you are there because of where God established you. Right. 
I'm gonna go ahead and read that verse, man. Then it's free game. Then we just go everywhere, right? Yeah. So That's verse right. verse six says he has also established them forever and ever, and he made a decree which shall not pass, right? So I I'll go to verse six too, and we'll just keep on going back and forth with verse six and five, just depend on what we both say. But um, man, God establishes, man. Like some of the verses, some of the different versions of verse six said commanded, made a decree that shall not pass away. But either way, it's talking about stability. So God stabilizes everything. He keeps everything in perfect balance. So like the sun is still, how long has the sun existed? Like, good Lord, in the sky, like in the moon, like (laughs) that's so crazy, right? So like God didn't just make it and walk away. Like some people believe, I know some Muslims believe that, you know, God created it and just, you know, gave up on creation, just, you know, put his hands up and was like, no, I, y'all are too corrupt now. I'm, I'm good. But no, like God keeps everything in motion. He keeps yeah. everything established. Yeah. Go ahead. They, yeah. They say that like he didn't, doesn't know what's going to happen. Like, right. why would God create things and then realize, oh, that was a mistake. Um, like mm-hmm. he creates, he created things with the purpose of like redeeming them of like a, with a plan for them. Like he, like he already knows everything that's happened. He's not going to, I don't know. That's just crazy for me. Like everything's established for a purpose. He didn't put something somewhere and think, oh, well, that was a mistake. And then just right. leave it alone. Like he knew everything was going to happen anyway. That's why he sent down. That's why he had the plan with Jesus. So he was sent down to redeem us. Like he knew we were going to fail to begin with. That's why there was a con- t- contingency plan. Like everything right. established for a purpose. Yeah, there's a quote I actually saw like three weeks ago, and like you know when you first see a quote, it like impacts you, and it's like yeah, you know it it just resonates in you for a long time. Like the quote I saw was this: "It says y'all better stop treating God like an option. We need Him in everything we do, right?" Mm. So I thought about just Him establishing everything and Him keeping it anything everything into keeping everything going, right? So like without God establishing everything at his word that just says a lot about his word like that's another point i have what god has put in motion simply through speaking commands will continue to be sustained by him you know by what he said right so it's the same thing right so when god says something it that's it it's settled like you don't gotta worry about it anymore like what can thwart thwart his thwart his plans Right. What, what can stop God's word? Right. So it's nothing. Right. So and I actually we used that analogy last time when we talked about verse one through three. Like, um, you know, no person, no thing, nothing can stop the sun from shining right now. Like no matter how hard you try, we can't kill all the stars in the sky and make it pitch dark. It's too many of them. Right. <laughs> and we don't even know where they come from and how they come into being. I don't know. Right. But even if we did, can you stop it? No. Like mm-hmm. so. uh yeah, and then if we that's just us trying to get creation to disobey the creator, right? Some stuff we can get away with doing like that, right? But like with the sun, the moon, the stars, the ocean, what can you do, right? It's, it's established, it's set in stone, right? Mm-hmm. So it's one thing I thought about too is like burning all the trees in the world. Like you can't, like it's too many of them, man. Like, yeah. <laughs> man, so like, yeah. Um some of my points I had, they cannot move unless, yeah, like the sun and the moon and stuff. Like I, I said, I mentioned that too last time. Like just imagine if the sun and the moon did their own thing and they didn't obey what God told told them to do, right? Just how detrimental that would be to all of us, all of creation, right? So if the sun was any closer to us, we'll burn away. If the sun was a little further away from us, we'd be, it'd be too cold, we'll freeze to death. Same thing for the stars. Like they, they did their own thing. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. So like, you know, one of my points was we must move to God's design to his purpose and we in all humanity or or we in all humanity can suffer the consequences, right? So, yeah. And then another point I had was uh we're all called to praise God. So you know that scripture verse many are called but few are chosen. Like Psalms 148 literally he's talking about the creation story again like we've been talking about, but literally like all of creation is called to praise God. And when you don't praise God, there's consequences for it. Just living the way you want to live. So from the angels' perspective, we got fallen angels doing what they want to do. We got human beings doing what they want to do. So you want to know why the 
world is corrupt and has so many challenges and problems, it's because people want to do what they want to do and they don't want to do what their purpose to do, right? So everything on earth's purpose to praise God. You know, we're, we exist to praise the Lord, right? So all are included in this. Like nobody's excluded or exempt from doing it. So literally like because God established everything to last forever and ever, it will last forever and ever. But at his word, some stuff's going to go. Like <laughs> it's going to go quick. Like it said in the book of Revelations, everything's going to be in, in fire, right? All of earth, right? So that means human, sun, moon. So until that time comes, until God speaks it and says it, it's set in place. It's set in stone. Nothing's going to happen, man. So like, yeah. yeah. I do. Yeah, I do like the fact that the sun, the moon and the stars, and this has gone back in the few verses, mm -hmm. uh, have to praise God. It's interesting because like a lot of people, a lot of past religions have tried to worship the sun, the moon and the stars as well. But as you know, like through Revelation, they're all going to disappear. We know through science that the sun's going to like blow up or implode in, in on itself. So even celestial bodies that we think that are immortal to us because our lifespans are so short even they have like a limited time span like even the creations of god pale in comparison to the actual creator but yeah it's crazy i've really been asking myself like just playing devil's advocate um you know it's this verse six he has also established them forever and ever right so what was he talking about what what has he established forever and ever right Mm -hmm. So it's literally talking about everything it's mentioned in Psalms 148, the sun, the moon, the stars, the galaxies, the heavens of heavens, the waters, even humans. Like how long will humans exist? Like when will they stop existing? The same thing for the sun, the moon, the planets, everything. Like it's going to stop whenever God commands, commands them to stop, right? Mm -hmm. So like, yeah, man. Like, And then something else too, one of my points I had was, was what God has done is done and nobody can undo it right and so it's like an artist you know when an artist make I, i'm an artist i draw i don't know if you knew that about me justin but um <laughs> uh it, when i draw a picture i feel like it's legendary right so i always put my signature on it as soon as i'm done right mm -hmm. so everybody knows who drew it and whose work this is so like god did the same thing like everything god has created his name is on it it's it's pointing us back to him right so i haven't even talked about that yet everything uh yeah, everything God created is a resemblance of him. It, yeah. it glorifies him. It points us back to him. It's revealing himself to us so we can glorify him even more and praise him even more, right? And see him even more, right? So, yeah. like, yeah, man. So, yeah, were you going to say something, Justin? No, no, I was just agreeing with you. Yeah, and then something else I was going to say, too. Like, I got, I got so much to say, man. We skipped mm -hmm. to verse 6. And it, it threw me off. Oh, but, yeah. Uh, you just said something that resonated me for verse six, though, because, okay. man, it just goes hand in hand, though. Like, yeah, he created stuff. But like, if we just feel like he created stuff and backed away, that's like that's that's looking at the way of like a, a Muslim or a deist. We have to realize like he's established thing. He has, he still has his hand in stuff. Mm -hmm. and you're right. That does like because he still has his hand in stuff. You see how it points to an intelligent design or points to a creator. Right. Yeah. And that's why I was trying to go out. Like God still speaks. Like when I said that point, God still speaks and God's still at work today. Right. He's still working behind closed doors. He's still doing things. So if you don't see anything coming to fruition in your life right now, God already done spoke things over your life. Like whatever he promised, it's already been said. It's already been done. Like, we already have the victory. We're going to talk about that with the horn of salvation, with the horn mm. of his people on verse 14. Like, yeah. not already like giving you the horn, right? <laughs> yeah. I don't want to spoil it, though. But, like, yeah, man, some other points I had just with verse 5, like, just talking about, uh, yeah, for he commanded. So when God commands something, man, so here goes some points. You know, at God's word, when God speaks, you know, God's words are valuable enough to make the world slow down and listen everything has to listen to the voice of god like if god wants something to happen every knee has to bow to it right mm -hmm. that is so that gives me so much hope right because like no matter what you're going through in life god still speaks so if he wants something to be done in your life he's gonna do it right so mm -hmm. we got faith that god's gonna do something in our life he will right because when mm -hmm. god speaks 
uh, you and everything around moves, right? And when God speaks, everything changes. When God speaks into your life, he already understands the assignment and can deliver on everything he says. Like this is literally all what Psalms 148 is talking about. So it is a call to praise God, right? That is great news. Like so many people get discouraged and don't have faith in stuff. Like, you know, they lose hope and stuff like that. But if you truly got faith in what God can do in his creation story and what he did through just through creation, what do you think? What's your situation compared to creation? Like, you know, like what's more complicated? Like, I don't care what your situation is. Like, what's more complicated, your situation or creation? Creating mm-hmm. creation. Like, God can do anything. Like, this is literally what this text is talking about, man. So when God speaks, it may not always be convenient, you know, but it will always be correct, right? So some stuff that he speaks, you're not going to like. We're going to talk about that in verse 8. Like, you know, fire and hail, snow and vapor, stormy wind fulfilling his word. That's negative stuff, man. Like, fire is looked at negatively, you know, mm-hmm. like, because fire can be used for good, can be used for bad, yeah. you know? Cool. And same thing for hell. You know, hell does detrimental stuff. Were you going to say something, Justin? I was just saying, yeah, fire is just a tool. It's, it depends, like, how you use it. It's not inherently good. Right, right. But, yeah, man, I just, I just want to focus on that. But, yeah, uh, yeah, here goes my main point, too. This is, this was a big point. You ready for this, Justin? Yeah. Like, the voice you let shape you will be the voice that speaks through you. Mm. Straight bars, man. You got it. The voice you let shape you will be the voice that speaks through you. Mm. <laughs> so, like, God's voice should be speaking through all of us. Mm-hmm. His voice should be the only voice we listen to. So if that's the, if that's true, right, if we stay in his word and his word is our hope and all our being, what we lay all our eggs in, you know, we got all our eggs in that basket. Right. So that voice will shape you, man. It will make you it will give you the hope that you need to whatever you're facing in life. Because just like you mentioned, like uh, Jesus calming a storm. But what else did Jesus do? What else did God do in his word? Like God closed the lion's mouth and kept it from eating Daniel, you know. God gave a barren woman children, you know, Sarah and Hannah. I'm pretty sure it was more people than that. Um, you know, Jesus walking on water, right? Like, there's too many miracles, right? It's way too many. I, we're not going to be able to say it all, right? So I'm not going to try. But, you know, when God speaks, there's life. When God speaks, there's hope. When God speaks, lives are changed. You know, changes, change takes place. Transformation takes place. Everything, healing happens. You know, everything happens. It's not limited, right? So this, I feel like Psalms 148, like when you like really dissect it, it should be, it's a, it's really a call to praise. It's really a call to like, dang, man, God is good. Like it should be filling you up with so much hope and so much faith, so much life that, you know, man, it should just be, you should be oozing out praise, man. So it should yeah. be nature. Yeah. Cause this yeah. verse that calls us to uh, glorify God in everything you do. And it's like, if you're eating something or you're, um, going to school or doing work like how do you glorify god in like that but that's a like you have to let his voice his spirit speak through you like you said i like that because that really demonstrates like whatever you let into your body people are gonna see you know that phrase like you are what you eat that's that's that in a less weird way but like if you let the voice of god in you like that voice of god is going to be demonstrated in all your actions if you are watching junk or reading junk or just like listening to words of um like uh just words of discouragement or blasphemy that's what you're going to like let out as well you're going to be a discouraging depressing person as well but if we let the love and the light of and the voice of god in us like hopefully that's our purpose like we have to show the light of the kingdom to everyone else we come across like and that can show up in like different ways we don't have to force it like if it is just an embodiment of us if his word is in us and God abides in us, like it should be organic as well. Like it should, our, any changes on the inside should just be automatic changes through the outside for those actions. We don't have to force it because it's just going to be a part of us. So I really like what you said there. Like whatever voice you let, um, whatever voice you let uh, shape you is the one, is the voice that's going to be first and foremost. Right. Man, just you focusing on that makes me want to focus on it more because I got a lot more to say on it. Like, but do you know that song praises what I do? When I want to be close to you, I lift my hands and praise. Yeah. You know that song? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Man, it's by 
started singing some bars. Yeah, yeah. So it's by Shekinah Glory Ministry, just in case if people want to listen to it. It's called Praise Is What I Do. It came back, it it uh, was created back in like 2013, 11, around that time period, I think. Maybe it was before. But man, that song so, like it, it rings, it, it's so powerful now after this study. Like Praise Is What I Do. Like we were made to praise. Like that, when I studied this lesson, that's the first um, that's one of Maya's favorite songs. That's what she does messages. But yeah, like when I read this whole chapter, Psalms 148, first thing that came to my mind is like, we're made to praise. Everybody on earth was made to praise God. Everything, every everything that exists, whoever you look at, whatever you see was made to praise God. Like that is so powerful. So praise should be something you do naturally. It shouldn't be something that's forced. Right. So like with the Ten Commandments and stuff like that, people think like they're forced to do it, like they have to do it. But no, you should be doing it with joy. Why? Because God is good and he is glorious. He has created all things. He's done. He's done all these things for us. Right. So now it's a call for us to praise him consistently with our whole being without ceasing. It should be something that we do. It should be unending. Right. Because he created us. And that's just how it is. Right. We're still alive today. We're still breathing. We got lungs like we got so much to praise God for, man. So, yeah, that's 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 uh, another point I had. And then uh, something else, too, is like, um, yeah, I had a question. man. I'm going to skip to my notes to some good stuff. One of my questions was, Justin, does our hallelujah worship result in hallelujah living? So does our hallelujah worship result in hallelujah living? So praise doesn't look the same for all of us. Remember I said praise is what I do, right? It's what we all do. It's what we should be doing, right? So our worship don't doesn't have to look like our neighbors. We don't have to praise God like somebody else does. We need to praise God in the connection, in our personal connection with God. So however God knitted and created us to praise him, that's what we need to do. So like Psalms 148 really talks about that when it mentions the the, the birds, the cattle, the creeping things, the beasts, they don't praise God like we do. The sun and the moon, they don't praise God like we do. Like they praise God in their own way, but they're still praising God. Same thing for us. Like we're called to praise God in the way that he created us. That That's, that's really what praises God. So what praises God is talking about what glorifies God too. Because, you know, in order to praise God, you got to glorify God. You can't, it's not, uh, they don't, they go hand in hand. It doesn't go against each other, right? So you not doing what you're created to do. You not praising, you not be you not functioning in a way that God created you to function specifically. You personally. That's not glorifying God. That doesn't give praise and honor to God. But when somebody does and they accept the call that God has put on their life, that really glorifies him. Glorifies him. So like that goes back to the question I had. Like, does our hallelujah worship result in hallelujah living? Like you can praise God all you want, right? You can say hallelujah, thank you, Jesus, but you need to be living it too, right? So you're you're uh you gotta be practicing what you're preaching. That's basically what I'm saying. So yeah. I'm gonna go back to verse five. Did you have anything else, Justin, with that? Uh let me see. No, I'm kind of just feeding off of what you're saying right now. <laughs> okay, yeah, I'm gonna keep on going, man. All right, so I keep on asking the question, why do we praise the Lord? So here goes some points that I didn't get to say, but I've been saying it. I just haven't set, said it verbally like that. So without God creating it, it would not be. And if God created it, it ought to praise the Lord. So that's literally what I've been saying the whole time, what we've been saying, right? And God's power and wisdom, he demonstrated in creating all things is more reason uh, than enough uh, for universal praise. Right. So everything around the universe should be praising God. So just imagine what life will look like if everything universally came together to glorify and praise God, what that would look like. Because some people think they're exempt from praising the Lord. But literally this verse, this chapter, Psalms 148, says nobody's exempt. It said kings of the earth and all people, princes and all judges in verse 11, both young men, maidens and old men and children all come together to praise the Lord. The angels in the heights, in the height, in the heavens of heavens, in the heights, in the hosts, all of them. <laughs> They're called to praise the Lord, man. Like, man, this chapter 
it's so crazy on so many levels, man. Imagine oh, would have if everything just praised the Lord. Man. I I feel like everything was made to praise God, but we're like fighting it so much. And we're very spiritual creatures. Mm-hmm. We need a daily dose of um, um, spirituality, a daily dose of God all the time to feel whole. Yeah. Like, but we always try to find something else to fill up that hole or to f- bring that satisfaction. Man, I just can't imagine like what the universe and the earth would look like if everyone was on the same page. Yeah. Yeah, man. I got, I got, I got a lot of stuff. But I mean, I don't know if it's worth saying just because. Kind of be repeating myself and like spoiling the rest of the verses, like mm-hmm. um, verse ten, for example. So you know how I said we're all called to praise God, right? Yeah. So some people think if they don't praise God, it, it's hurting, it's hurting him or something like, you know, it's one less praise. So what? Like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but if you don't praise God. One of the points I had was if you don't praise God, somebody, something, or someone else will, like. God ain't, he's not hurt. Like, you know, he, he got other things that will praise him, right? So, <laughs> God, us, it's our benefit to praise God, right? Yeah, so yeah, like, um, so and that goes back to a verse. Like, I'm gonna go ahead and say it, man, because maybe I'll say it with verse 10, but maybe I won't. But, um, uh, you remember that verse in Isaiah 55, verse 12? It says, You will go out in joy and be led forth in peace. The mountains and the hills will burst into songs before you and all the trees of the field will clap their hands. So like stones in the moon and the stars in the sky, they can't clap their hands like human beings. They can't sing like Mm -hmm. human beings. Like we all like that goes back to the point that I said, we all praise God differently. Right. So if beasts and animals and all all of creation praises God with just how they operate. What do you think human beings should be doing? Like human beings, like we got, we got a good, like we really do. Like we don't have an excuse to praise God at all. Like we were made in his image. So just not praising him. What does that say about us? That says that, you know, uh, one of my points is if you do not praise God, you are worse than a beast, right? Cause the beast of the field, the cattle, the flying fowl, creeping things of the earth, so termites, ants, and everything, they're not silent about God. They're they're going to glorify God with what they do, right? So we're called to be the same one, and we're called to do the same thing. So, yeah, and another verse said, like, if, if I keep quiet, the rocks will cry out. The stones will cry out. So, like, for Christians, for believers, no, nah, we, don't, we don't ever need to be quiet, right? We don't want a stone. There's a song. I, I don't think you know it, Justin. It's an old school 70s. Uh, I would say Negro's hymn, though. Like, that's what they used to call it, Negro spiritual. But it's not really a Negro spiritual. It's just from the 70s, 80s. They're not gospel music phase. It's called uh, I Won't Let a Rock Cry Out in My Place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a great song. I- I'll text it to you, man. But, like, that song, that song, I listen to it all the time, man. I Won't Let a Rock Cry Out in My Place. And, like, that's literally talking about that scripture verse and just this right here, man. Like, none of creation should be singing praises louder than us, right? Because, mm-hmm. I mean, it's really debatable, though, because, like, angels look at human beings, and they wish they were us, right? And mm-hmm. human beings look at angels, and they, we want to praise them, because that goes back to, like, I can't yeah. remember who it was. It was one of the disciples that wanted to make uh, make something for Elijah and Moses and Jesus when they all were there for the transfiguration when he showed back up. You remember? And they yeah. want to build something for for them. And you're like, no, don't build anything for us. Glorify God and Jesus, right? So, like, the same thing. When, yeah, when anytime they saw an angel, like, I'm pretty sure Mary and some other people that saw an angel, and the angel gave them a message, like Gabriel or something, they try to worship them. And they're like, no, don't worship us. Worship God. Like, right? So, like, <laughs> yeah. Were you going to say something, Justin? No, no. I'll, no, I, uh, it, the verse you were talking about clicked with me. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because, like, uh, man, I feel like that's such a human thing to do is to worship anything that piques our interest or anything that looks mightier than us. So, yeah, it's it's natural for us to think we have to worship angels. But, no, like, 
they're not they're not the top tier they're not like the very they're not the head honchos like god is the head honcho yeah but we can't we shouldn't be aiming short mm-hmm. and i like how you, you keep on saying it but we haven't like really focused on it just getting distracted like a lot of times we get distracted when it comes to praising god right mm-hmm. so like we let our adversities our sufferings just just our day-to-day activities, our schedules, our lives, our plans, just get in the way of praising God like we should, right? So, like, our whole focus, our whole being should be about praising and thanking God, but we get distracted, and um, we don't really see what he's done, what he's doing, and what he will do, right? We don't focus on that like we should. So, like, you know, a good example, like, just going out every single day, walking. Like, you can walk. You have arms. Like you have a lung and a heart, you can breathe. That is like, we take a lot of stuff for granted, you know, breathing air. Like some people don't have their five senses. Like they can't see, can't hear, but you can. And then my biggest thing too, is like, you can feel pain. You know how much feeling pain keeps you from like, like a lot of things in life. Can you imagine that being, you know, there's some people who don't feel pain at all. Like they have some type of a thing to where like they don't feel any pain so like when they're kids that's when it's the worst because like they do things to hurt themselves but they don't know like that's things that they shouldn't do because they don't feel the pain right yeah. so yeah man like we got a lot of things to thank god for and then like we stomp on ant hills we don't realize you know how significant ants are go to the grand canyon canyon we, we're there all the time like i don't know i'm pretty sure if you were at the grand canyon every day of your life for 30 years you won't be a you won't be amazed at, at, at it as you were like when you first saw it, right? So if you become numb to it, right? And a lot of times we do we do that in life, man. We just we need to make sure our attitude is as Christians, as believers, as saints, like our attitude need to be in the right place every single day. We should never take anything for granted when it comes to God. So yeah. yeah. I like that. Yeah. But yeah, I'll I'll uh I don't know, man. I got so much more I could say. Like, I, got, I got a lot of notes on verse five to six, like I said. Oh, yeah. yeah. Do, how do you feel? You feel like we it's a good time to end it or what? I'll leave it up to you. Like, if you think you those apply to, like, other verses, I'd be up to that, too. Okay. No, we need, no, need to go into the other verses, so I'd be fine for, like, seven those for that. But it's up to you. You know your, your material best. Okay. Well, I, I want to say another scripture verse. Like some scripture, just like, I like how we just talked about being numb to things. Oh, yeah. Like just losing sight of God's goodness and his glory when it comes to creation and just life. And certain verses too, like certain verses, like I heard this verse a lot in my life, in my lifetime, but it doesn't ring. It didn't ring. It didn't ring a bell in me like it did now. Like just from after studying Psalms 148. So Psalms 34, 1, a lot of people know the scripture verse. Psalms 34, verse 1 says, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Like, that is so powerful, man. I will bless the Lord at all times. That should be something we do all the time. Like, I, we literally just talked about earlier how we ought to praise God with our daily lives, with, our, with everything, with our whole being. Like, so every day that we get up is a new day to realign ourselves to the right thinking, the right mindset that we should have when it comes to being a creature of God, right? And this is really what this text is doing, Psalms 148. Like, it starts and ends with praise the Lord. Like, the whole, out of the whole chapter, it starts with praise ye the Lord. In verse 14, it says praise ye the Lord at the end. Like, at the beginning and the end of the day, we should be praising the Lord. At the beginning and the end of our life, we should be praising the Lord. Like, we should always be praising the Lord, man. So, like, man, I, I love this chapter so much, man. Like, <laughs> like I, I, I've been studying it way too much, so maybe. And we gotta, we gotta finish the rest of the verses too, sometime. Yeah, maybe I just shouldn't read my notes and should just focus on talking instead. But yeah, man, I'll be down. I, I can't wait till we finish it, man. Like honestly, we mm. we, need, we need to finish it. Yeah, cause yeah, cause yeah, and we've said it before, like the. Uh... On the surface, it just it looks like it's just repeating itself. But man, there's just a lot to say about it. Yeah, it's just barely scratching the surface. Yeah, uh, you know, I gotta really, I gotta focus on verse six, man. Like, th- I've got two more things, and then that's it. Okay. All right, so 
one of my points is we must praise God when our number is called, like in sports, right? In sports, mm-hmm. you're, when your number is called, you're called to play your song. You're called to, you know, mm-hmm. play your role on that team and to do your part, right? We all have a part to play in a Christian life. We all have an opportunity to praise God in a way that he knitted and crafted us and fearfully created each and every single one of us to praise him. And again, that looks different for all of us. So in a creation story, it starts from the top down, right? God created the heavens and the earth, and he created the light and the star, yeah, all that stuff, right? And that's literally how Psalms 148 started, right? So like, if the heavens can praise God in order, order, in order, Surely we can. So just like in sports, there's an order to it. Like Michael Jordan has way more power than just anybody else on the Bulls, right? So, <laughs> and that's because that's his role, right? Like that's because he earned that right, right? So yeah, the sun and the moon, they take turns when it comes to shining among men. That is so powerful, right? The stars take their turn with shining among men. They don't just shine when they want to, no. They shine when it's their moment. They can't shine in the daytime like they do at night, right? It's that simple. So same thing for us. When our numbers call, everyone has a time to glorify God. So what will you do when it's your time? This is our time right now. We're all alive right now. That's just one time, right? So another time is like, if you're called to preach like me, when I when I get an opportunity to preach in a pulpit or preach in different pulpits, or when I actually get my own church, that's my time. But is that only my time? No, I'm going to praise the Lord right now for Bible studies with Justin, right? Like, and he'll be a part of my church too. But anyways, you know what I'm saying? Like we got to praise the Lord when it's our turn and and we got to be ready at all moments because our time's coming, right? And it, it's here. We're not going to be able to praise God on earth like we, we're not going to be, yeah, we're not going to be able to praise God on earth like we, like we will in heaven. You guys going to say, it's going to be different. <laughs> like we, what we can do, we're not going to, we only got this moment for so long on earth. So it's one moment, one life. You only get to praise him like this once. That's what I'm trying to say. Because in heaven, it's, you're you're going to be in heaven praising God. So we got to make this one worth it. So, yeah. I like just Yeah. Okay, cool. And then um, another thing I had was, too, this is my last thing, and then we'll, we'll stop. But God places everything exactly where he wanted it. So you mentioned that earlier, Justin. Yeah. I actually missed it. That, yeah. yeah, establishing his creation. Everything's where it needs to be. Right. So it is his masterpiece, his artwork. It's the best ever. It's perfect, right? So we've been saying that. So he placed every star in its exact place for a reason. And he placed the moon, the stars, the sky, the sky. He placed he placed everything in the exact in their exact place for a reason. So and then what's crazy is he knows every star by name. Like they're just stars. I don't even know what a star does, but he knows every star by name. Are you crazy? Like <laughs> so that's what I was gonna say too. I'm gonna just. I don't know if I recover if I will cover it in this Bible study, but nothing is too small for God. Like nothing was made for nothing. Like everything was created for a reason, for a reason. So literally, you guys gonna say I'm just gonna stop there. So yeah, God has set a boundary, and no created thing can go past His boundary or His limit. So that kind of goes back to verse four uh, when it talks about like the firmament and the heavens of heavens and ye waters of the heavens. Like the water just can't come crashing down on earth. Like it has to stay in the spot that God wants it to stay at, uh-huh. you know, <laughs> like in this, the sun cannot move unless God wants it to move and the sun will not move unless God wants it to move. So God has set boundaries in this life. So the way he orchestrated everything with his commandments, with him uh, giving us like guidelines to follow in his word is set like that to protect us. And it's, 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 it's holy. It's, it's good for us. It's right for us. So, yeah, we got to have faith in that, too. So, yeah, man, like this chapter, it covers so much with every verse, man. <laughs> with every verse, man. But just the just to wrap up what you're saying, too. Yeah, everything's balanced. And like it's so easy to take for granted, like how harmonious creation is. But like like I said, like Earth is a perfect distance away from the sun to sustain life. Not mm-hmm. like the water cycle. Like the rain falls down, it gives us life, but then it evaporates, goes back to the heavens and comes back down again to sustain more life. Like everything is balanced and where it needs to be in order for God's creation to thrive. And I think that's definitely something we take advantage of, or it's just something we forget about. Right. Yeah, man. What a chapter, man. What a chapter. How you feel about the lesson, man? I like this lesson. I was a, I was a, 
wondering like if we would have enough with just five and six, but man, you, you hit it out of the park. Like we, there was a plan about five and six. Yeah. Sure. All right. Well, guys, I hope and pray that you enjoyed this lesson. You love Psalms 148 and you study it for yourself. And if you need help studying Psalms 148, just join me and Justin uh, with all the lessons that we're going to be doing on Psalms 148 on my YouTube channel, Upload Past Crossroads. Uh, you can search for the playlist. Let's see if it pops up. I think you need a certain amount of videos for it to pop up. But yeah, I have a playlist on the Book of Psalms, so all the sermons and Bible studies I've done on the Book of Psalms. But another way to find somebody's playlist and stuff on their YouTube channel is just to go to their playlist. You scroll mm -hmm. down a little bit, they can search for what you're looking for. So let's search for Psalms. 148. Yeah, so that's my playlist that I have on my YouTube channel, Upload Past Crossroads on Psalms 148. So check that out. I have a lot of sermons, animations, and stuff on Psalms 148. And again, subscribe to my YouTube channel. Like all my videos, comment. Uh, let me know if you got any questions and you want us to do uh, a video on the question that you have. Make sure to subscribe to Justin's YouTube channel, Chaplain Logs, and like all his videos and comment. Uh, and then his Facebook page as well, uh, Justin Lee Howell. I don't know who that is <laughs> that DM me. But uh, yeah, but here goes my other social media pages. But guys, thanks so much for tuning in. You guys rock. And Grace, man, you are awesome. You got to DM me sometime on one of my social media pages. Let's let's get in contact. I got I to gotta meet you officially. Right? Because she really be supporting me on uh, on YouTube, for real. So she is awesome. But, all right, guys. You guys have a great one. I pray you enjoyed this lesson. Uh, and I wasn't all over the place. Guys, I work a nine to five, so I didn't really have that much time to get ready for the lesson like I really wanted. Some some days be awful, so but you guys understand. All right, you guys have a blessed one. I'll see you guys soon, and God bless everybody. Yeah, y'all right. stay blessed. All right, peace.